Welcome to the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast, a show dedicated to driving the positive evolution of financial advice, specifically within Southeast Asia. To join a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice, head to xyadvisor.com. Welcome to another episode of the Financial Planners Southeast Asia podcast. Gwen here, and today I am again with uh, one of my favorite guests here in the in the podcast and the show, Kevin Neo. He is the founder and CTO of NextGen Advisors. He's also the practice director of VKA Wealth Planners and a certified financial planner from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Thank you so much for being in the show again, Kevin. Thank you, Gwen, for inviting me back to your show been following all the great conversations you have with all your great guests. Oh, wonderful. And I'd have to thank you for that. So I, uh, as I mentioned um, before when we were chatting, that most of the um, great discussions that I've had here in the podcast is because you started to um, introduce me to wonderful financial advisors or fin- financial planners in Malaysia as well. So thank you so much. And so most of you, um, most of the guests here that I've had here are your friends and colleagues, right? Yes, you are right. Oh, wonderful. So, yes, and that's why, um, again, I want to, uh, I've, I've invited Kevin over to the podcast again because uh, I wanted to learn more about um, social media and the effect um, it has in a financial planner's business as well as how um, people and clients perceive financial planners as well because I've just had a um, conversation with a financial planner who is based in Dubai. Um, his name is Jay um, Tolentino. Um, and also, and he talked about how he likes providing free content um, to not only bring in new clients, but at the center of it all, he genuinely wants to um, share and to help um, people learn and be more conscious about how they're managing their money. And I'm sure that it's the same for you, right? Um, yes. That you're very passionate about like, yeah, sharing and helping people. So I guess I wanted to start with the, the post that really got a lot of people's attention. It's this post around um, the uh, iceberg. It's the iceberg. Oh, that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so it garnered a lot of attention, um, it, particularly in LinkedIn. Um, so just a brief context about the post. So it's actually a picture of an iceberg and with like a caption that says, what does a financial planner do? And at the top of the iceberg, it just says insurance and investments. But below the iceberg, um, there's an even bigger iceberg that you can see in the surface because it's submerged in the waters. And there's a lot of aspects that people do not see. Um, and I, I guess to help our listeners um, conceptualize or see this, I'm going to share the the post in, in the show notes for this podcast. But I guess, um, Kevin, I, can you tell us what inspired you to do this post and did you ever think that it would gain that amount of attention? 
to be very honest, I have never expected that a post like this. Uh, I mean, I draw it myself, so I've never expected that it will garner so much of uh, responses. I mean, uh, we call that reactions on LinkedIn, as well as a lot of yes. conversations. And it was reshared by other advisors around different countries through Instagram, Facebook, and uh, LinkedIn as well. So it's really be wild my, beyond my wildest imagination would I ever imagine that uh, it would receive such uh, responses from people around the world. Yes, that's right. But how did you like, what gave you the idea of drawing that um, piece of content and sharing it? Um, initially, uh, let me recall back what happened. I think it started with the fact that uh, number one, to post certain certain contents, I was thinking about how can I make it a little more, a little bit more interesting to catch people's attention because nowadays on social media, a lot of people are posting different kind of things. So, uh, sometimes we need to stop people from further their scrolling action to go down. So you may need some kind of things to stop them and capture their eyeball. So I was thinking, should I like, you know, try to sketch something? Uh, so I just go along with sketching. And of course, before this iceberg, I have also done other sketches as well. But then uh, yes, when it comes yes. to this, it I think it was spurred by one, one uh, feeling that I had at that particular point of time, which is like uh, I was a bit frustrated uh, seeing a lot of uh, different posts from different uh, uh, quote-unquote financial advisors. Most of the contents are revolving around look, I have a new product and these products can help you. I have a new fund and this fund is very good. So uh, that gave me a context that actually my work as a financial advisor as well as a financial planner, I don't really care so much about products per se. Yeah, and how can I uh, talk about product if I don't even understand uh, who is this client, what's really important to this client and what does this person care about uh, or what are their worries and whatnot. So I was thinking maybe uh, a post can be created around this uh, concept. Then uh, an iceberg is really a very good way to illustrate that because uh, even in psychology classes and whatnot, they have been using an iceberg to describe how we feel and how we react. Uh, actually, there's a very a lot of things that we cannot see but those are the driver that determine the surface of the iceberg. And that is when I start to start. I started with uh, the top of the iceberg being the products. And I think I wrote only insurance and investment. And then the rest of it will come at the end, which is I slowly expand. But I started at the very bottom, which is from understanding what's important for the client and then slowly move up the iceberg. Yes, that's so true. And it's very, um, and I think one of the reasons why it garnered a lot of attention from other people, um, especially a lot of financial planners, because they resonate with um, the idea that you've presented in this, um, in this post, like it's so true. Um, a lot of people only see like the surface, uh, which is investments and insurance and how to grow money and how to keep it. But um before they can even reach that or a financial planner can even 
provide the type of insurance that you need and the type of investments that you need. There are a lot of things in the works that um, at, at the surface level, um, mm. people don't see um, and they don't see that. Uh, financial planners are actually working really hard in order to produce um, the best advice that they can provide their clients. Uh, so yes, and that's why I, I this actually um, this post actually sparked the idea of uh, me um, thinking that I want to get you in the podcast again because you've uh, been sharing a lot of stuff, which is really good, uh, which has real value for um, for clients and uh, and again one of those are the syndicated posts that you've created um for the financial planning month of october uh, so you've <laughs> shared a lot of posts and i even told you um a few days ago that uh, some of these posts has really uh, made me stop and think about and reflect on my own finances. If, I, if I'm doing a good job, um, if some of these tips that you've um, shared on your social media, have I been implementing this in my life as well? Um, one example would be, uh, I think it was around meal planning. Um, ah. So in your post that you said that um, meal planning will really help you in saving more. And mm -hmm. uh, I know that for a fact that it works, but I don't usually apply it so much. Uh, and so I, I tried to do it again, actually, um, over the weekend, we tried meal prepping. And so now um, we're, we're seeing how it goes. Um, but yes, so one of those like things, like, I know, it's just little posts that you guys do. But it, it actually helps open a lot of like avenues or opportunities for um, people to talk about money. Um, and I'm just curious, like, uh, do, do you guys like, how did you come up with the idea of doing like a syndicated post? Uh, actually, this, this is not a thing that I plan that way. And uh, being as a planner, these are things that I did randomly sometimes based on, uh, impulses and idea and idea comes randomly sometimes so it's really unplanned but what happened was uh, i was aware that uh, the first week of uh, october almost every year for the last five years the world will be celebrating uh, world financial planning day so the beginning of this idea is just to share one advice on financial planning day then yeah. i thought why only one May maybe we make it like a financial planning week so I started for seven uh week a uh, daily uh picture. Yeah. And yes. then at the end of the day I thought actually I have more advice or idea to share than just seven ideas. And I thought, why not just expand it to one month? <laughs> and that's how uh I mean there is no so called financial planning month, right? I think yeah. it doesn't exist. But it's just what I label it myself because this whole October, we have a financial planning day. We have the IOSCO Investors Week. And uh, just the last day of October itself is World Savings Day. So I thought just yeah. call it a financial planning month. It's actually something I self-labeled. And <laughs> I think the only thing people celebrate will be a week throughout the beginning of the October in conjunction with the World Financial Planning Day because those are the... Uh, Days, dates that is driven by, you know, organization like financial planning standard board. So people are celebrating that, but 
financial planning month, I think it's quite long, but since I have done all those uh, daily ideas, so I just thought maybe just post it out because I believe that whatever I have created, it has value to certain people. Yes, it's just definitely. Just the timing, yeah. Yeah, I I found uh it, the the advice that you've uh, posted every every day whenever I see them and every morning in my LinkedIn to be very helpful. Um, and I I agree with you making it a one month thing because it, I know it's not true, but uh, there there's a saying that goes it takes twenty one days to break a habit, right? So mm. um so yes, and that's why I think that it's it's a really good idea to do it for a whole month, and I hope that you guys do it next year again. But <laughs> I also see these posts um posted by other financial advisors. Um, did you uh like how did you share this with 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 other advisors, or did they ask to you to share those posts to them? Uh, I think what happened was, again, it was quite a random idea. I did the first day uh, post, which uh, the design done already, and then the, the copy of the whole post. Then I posted on my own uh, LinkedIn and Facebook page. And then I thought maybe some of them may be interested to use the same things, especially the, the graphic, the visual to post on their own social media uh, accounts. Whereas they can create their own copy, but if they want to, I can share them, share with them my copy as well. So I proceeded to ask a few person, especially uh, I started with some of them, I think two or three people who have talked to me about, they tried to post on social media, but they had some challenges or struggle in starting. So I thought maybe for a 30 days period, if I can, you agree to do this together, I share with you, at least you make a habit of posting something for the next 30 days. So I, I asked them if they would be interested and very quickly they say, please send to me. So I just forward to them. And then after that, I thought about a few more uh, wonderful people who we work together as a team. So I was I asked them as well, would you like, to do this together and they just agree to do together without hesitation. So this is a good part of them as well. Oh, yes. And um, and that's uh, such a good idea because I know that there are a lot of um, financial planners out there who do want to start sharing in social media um, mm. because right now, because of the pandemic, it's mostly where we get eyeballs, right, um, through social media. But they don't know how. Like, um, they're intimidated by, like, what to do, where to start. What um, cannot say, what can say. Yeah, yeah, that's right, right? Because um, it, financial advice is very, um, it's, it's kind of tricky because not all advice applies to everyone. So you have to mm -hmm. be mindful on um, the type of advice advice that you put out there so i think that it's a good idea that a group of you just band together um and and post it uh and i call this syndicated um content so i mentioned this to you that it's a yeah. uh, this is what i learned from marketing it's syndicated content so it's a any type of social media content whether it's like a, 
an audio like this podcast or a social mm -hmm. media post or a video um, that you also like to do, right? Um, I know that mm -hmm. you love to do video. And it's published on multiple sites um, and platforms beyond the main source. Mm -hmm. um, and it, so in that way, it broadens the reach and visibility for that particular post. So what you guys did was that you created one type of content, um, say, about planning your meals. And because a lot of you guys were sharing the same message, it went to a lot of avenues to a lot of more eyeballs than what your um, what a post can usually reach if it was just shared with one person. And I think that's a really great idea, too, because you get to reach a lot of people um, with one message. Yes. Uh, at, at the very minimum, if I'm the only person who shared these uh, contents or messages, then it only would be limited to my connections on whichever social media accounts I use. But the moment I have another person who also posts this onto his or her own account, then her network will be able to see and read the same contents. And I think this is where it can actually have a spillover effect to reach out, to expand the reach to more people. And who knows, maybe one person who read and certain contents resonated to this person, he or she may share to their own family members or circle of friends. And maybe from here, a piece of good advice can actually uh, motivate or trigger someone to do things that is actually in their own benefit that over the long run. So I think this is some, some hidden uh, benefit of... Uh, sharing uh, ideas and contents and information uh, freely and uh, generously in a way, right? Yes. And, oh, that's one of the things that I'd like to ask you. How come you're very generous with the amount of social media content that you put out there? It's not really to say generous, I think, but it's just, you see, the, the, the whole thing about social media is, is, is like a tool. It can be used to, for, for good deeds. It can also be used to do something that only benefit a certain people. And at this time, I think, uh, especially during this very uh, unprecedented, challenging time frame that we are living in a pandemic era, uh, there are a lot of information on social media they may not be benefit for everyone generally because certain uh, contents posted by people could be with uh, another agenda or interest that may in the end promote themselves or sell certain things that will benefit their company and themselves forever for what I know. So you also need to have uh, contents that are really uh, beneficial for people and as far as I'm concerned, it should be neutral and it's really be, uh, how to say, not filled with conflict, but with a good intention. And I think in a way, this is to balance out the whatever danger we can have from social media. So that's one of the reasons that I'm sharing. Number two is that mm, I believe uh, personal finance is really something that a lot of people weren't taught when we were studying in school. Yeah. And and these are really essential knowledge and skill for us to do well in life. Uh, we can have a very good academic result, but if you do not know how to manage your money, uh, you can earn a high income, but it wouldn't matter over the long run, I should I would say, from at least from my experience dealing with people. So uh, these are the contents that I think at the very minimum, people should be able to 
to see, to learn, to read. And we have a lot of people who are very keen and eager to learn. So yeah. uh, at the same time, from last year onward, there are a lot of uh, experts who are offering their courses uh, for free. And once you yeah. attended that, maybe during the whole process, you will be convinced that you should attend their paid course. And you may, for, for whatever we know, you may end up in a circle that you keep on attend, pay money to attend courses. And there are a lot of courses that maybe uh, you, I think the most important thing is we can learn a lot of things, but are you taking action based on what you have learned or not? So I think the thing I'm trying to do is I want to share some of the info and knowledge. And at the end of the day, I hope that I can actually uh, trigger you to take action from what you have learned so that you can see small steps a small improvement over time, I think it will become quite significant. Yes, uh, and I agree with that because I re- I just remembered when you when you said that I remembered our conversation with Bose. Um, he's one of the my upcoming guests for the for the podcast, yeah, and he talked about. Yes, yes. So I, I think that um, I'm not sure if I did it justice. I know that I had more questions for him, but the time um, for the podcast was not enough. But I remember that he said that there's, um, aside from um, financial literacy, people should have financial numeracy. And what that means is just putting what you have learned um from your from you know from from financial literacy mm-hmm. to practicing it which is financial numeracy and that really clicked because i do remember that there was a point in time when i kept reading books about personal finance um but it took a really long time and a lot mm-hmm. of discussion with my partner before i implemented the things that I've learned. And even then I thought that I wasn't learning enough. So, and I know that there are a lot of people out there who are constantly, as you said, attending seminars, uh, maybe like me, like reading books, but not really implementing everything that they've learned. So there is still that gap. So that's very interesting that you pointed out that one as well. Um, And I agree that the more that people see um, little reminders, um, like the post that you guys share um, mm. in your team about the good money habits, the more it will sink into people. And one day they might put that to good use, which leads me to another question as well. So um, I in, in your post, there's a, a small um, icon there that says Money Warriors Community. Can you tell us more about that? Uh, thank you for asking that. Uh, this is actually a community that I intend to make it, you know, like a virtual safe place for people to learn about uh, personal finance and to build their financial literacy. And at the same time, they should also know that it is safe for them to ask their question inside the community because uh, the community at the very least, I will be moderated by me. So I will make sure that whatever conversation it is taking inside, there will not be blind spots over or may not have some messages from someone who wants to uh, uh, lead you to, to visit their product or services. So I will make sure I moderate the the community to make sure it is safe for people. And at the same time, I also have uh, included some uh, courses inside the community for people to attend. So 
the courses again is not just giving you information but i will share with you certain story or certain points and then at the end of the day it's all about what are you going to do about that so so mainly so it's a, a group of just people who are in this community and then you help them um with their finances is is that what it is it's actually just like you know we have uh, groups in facebook but i mean there are a lot of personal finance related groups on facebook but sometimes you if you join certain groups you may notice that at least from for from my contacts here in malaysia uh, there are a lot of people they are very keen to ask questions and get guidance or advice but uh, sometimes we are not aware that about who's actually inside those group so some mm, of the time yeah. you may ask a question very genuinely and then you have a lot of people offering you advice some I, advice I, yeah. are actually very uh, extreme some advice may only uh, be biased towards their limited experience with certain things so i think if people rely on that as a channel to to get a suggestion and advice while it is good because we get ideas but if it's not moderated well it could actually leads to a lot of people uh taking on advices that are not really cut for them and in the end they may get cut and hurt by doing so and i thought maybe to instead of having so many uh groups uh in the social media maybe uh people can make use of one more but this one more i will try my best to moderate it as well as i'll input my own ideas into how it can be used to benefit people so uh more or less this is what is done so for anyone who is interested to uh to sharpen their financial literacy and to learn more about personal finance related topics they are welcome to join the community and once they request to join we will screen through so some of them i will see if they are their background is actually uh, involved in selling financial product and what not then i may mm. contact them to ask them about their objective why are they here and what not before i decide whether or not to approve them into the community Oh, I see. So it's the it's similar to the XY advisor community yes. um when we started it's hosted in, on the in same Facebook. platform. Ah, yeah, so you're in <laughs> in Facebook as well or in no, Mighty Network? Mighty Network. Oh, wonderful. So you have uh so you're in Mighty Networks as well. Um yeah. and and so that it 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 can be greatly moderated, right? Because the yes. Mighty Networks platform is really made for communities. Mm. So in that case, if is this a paid community or um, can people join for free? At least at this moment, it is free to join. So you can join for free. But uh, because my my our experience is only very limited in Malaysia context, so I'll try to say that it is limited for Malaysian consumer. Mm, yes, that I, I would agree because um, we do have different... Um, financial econ like economic structure here yeah. um per per country but it's such a great initiative from from you guys that you get to moderate it and make sure that it is a safe place safe in a sense that people are safe or can feel safe in um in sharing their financial situation and their financial questions without being um, judged by it and yes. safe as well in the context that 
if they are answered, they will get um, answers that are being filtered by um, certified financial planners. So it's not just um, uh, answers based from people with agenda who's who's yes. answering um, those money questions. That's such a great initiative. And uh, so, so far, like, how what are like the most common questions that you see uh, that are being asked in this community this community we only uh, wrote it out in a very soft manner i think uh, a couple of months ago maybe about the same time that this podcast was rolled out oh. so at up to now, the community has not really been as vibrant as it could have been yet. Uh, but the currently, the makeup of the composition of members, they are generally a younger segment as well as some of them are actually from uh, parents with children. So there are certain questions, most of it I would say is more, more or less related to, you know, things like uh, saving money, uh, emergency fund, as well as... Uh, uh, building habit that can actually support us to do better in, as far as our financial planning is concerned. Mm, so, yeah, so I guess it's mostly the same questions that uh, like people in their, say, early in their financial journey would ask, right? Um, mm. How to get started with with their finances. But in this case, um, I, I, I just want to understand um, how you're able to sustain this platform. So um, wh- where do you get the funds to run the <laughs> platform currently? Uh, currently, it is self-funded, paid by my mm. my account. <laughs> yes, so so this is like a passion project for you. Uh yes, very rightly described that. Mm. Oh, but that's good because um because as you know, I don't know if you if you know, but XY Advisor was also uh started out as a passion project from from the founders as well. So they really wow. just wanted to make sure that there was a a place where financial advisors in Australia can ask the questions that they've been burning to ask other <laughs> advisors, but um they can only get to ask these questions when they get together in a pub um, mm. because they usually meet in pubs um, mm-hmm. but they wanted to um, include more um, advisors and uh, around these discussions as well so it just started out as that um, I know that they when they started they they were also it was it was a passion project they had their own careers when they started yeah, but, out but, it but look at up. look at what SY advisor has become now right yeah look at the, yes. the conversation that the questions that people are asking almost daily and the responses yes. the very selfless uh, answering and sharing this is what uh, really driving uh, the positive evolution of financial advice yeah i definitely agree because um especially during the pandemic um kevin we actually saw a lot of questions that pertain to mental health for financial planners and Mm. um and these questions were 
questions that were never asked out loud um, in the community prior to that. But because um, financial planners and financial advisors saw that this platform, the XY platform, was a safe space for them to air out these concerns, um, they were able to do so. And people were very genuine in giving their their feedback, their advice, or, or um on cheering them on in, in um, keeping in the industry. So I'm sure that your um, community will thrive. It just needs um, more time and, and more people coming in. So I'm really glad that you started that project. <laughs> it might be a, 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 like a slow pace, but it's going to, to get there. Um, because, well, you know... That. <laughs> I'm sure it will because this podcast itself started in a slow, slow trajectory um, uh, because of maybe it's the lack of um, social media presence, mm. but it has steadily grown up. So that's very because I think that not everything in, in, in the Internet can just blow up just like that right so um, some takes yeah some takes time some takes patience uh, some takes a lot of patience but i'm glad that you started that i can i check it out of course you can oh uh, wonderful I'll share, share the link with you after this oh uh, yes and i will also put that link over here in the show notes of this podcast so that people from malaysia can check it out as well um and the next, I guess my next question is, because you've been very, um, and I've seen, or, or I mentioned this earlier in my introduction, that you are the founder and CTO of NextGen Advisors. Um, can you tell us more about NextGen Advisors and like, what do you guys do? Uh, so the, the thing is a little bit, uh, try to, uh, let me try to make it simple. So in, fin in, in Malaysia, if we want to provide financial planning, we have to uh, apply for license from our regulators, which is the Central Bank as well as uh, Security Commission Malaysia. I think on this part, uh, Rajan your, has shared a very detailed one in the previous episode, so I'm not going to dwell into that. Um, so, so, but on top of financial planning, I do also realize that through my engagement with my clients, a lot of time, especially those people who really only need money management uh, service or help in terms of money management, they don't really need a full-scale financial planning services. So it also uh, requires the element of, you know, like a bit more on mentoring and coaching. So... Uh, that's more of uh, what the next-gen advisors uh, will provide or we focus more on that because what I'm focusing through the this brand is to provide financial life coaching uh, services, which is what I call a money transformation program whereby uh, we work with clients to help them to transform their relationship with their money. A lot of them, they actually are struggling with uh, managing their money, not not because they are not earning uh, high enough income, but because they are being controlled by their money, they they were the slave towards the the money, which is the master. But to really thrive in our life, we have to regain the control and redefine the relationship we have with our money. So it should be here to support us, not for us to support the money. <laughs> so that's more uh, yeah. more or less what we do here. 
Oh, that's wonderful. And how many advisors are you in your um in the team? So the the members in that is associated to this brand is actually uh not many. I think about five of us. And we actually are all licensed financial planner under our principal company. And that's where we know each other. And wow. we start to explore how to provide more on money management uh, services to people and to coach them and to help them to, to really take action. And I mean, this is where our transformation begins when we start to take the smallest step possible. You can learn everything if you don't do anything, you didn't do nothing then eventually there is no progress. And progress is the most important thing, isn't it? Now, um, I, I asked because I'm, I'm very curious because you guys really do like great work when it comes to providing the like customer service as far as i can see here in in um in how you guys interact with clients how you post your wins um and how you help by posting social media and i wonder like if a financial planner wants to decide that um they want to join your next gen team can they like how can they do that or can they even do that I have never thought of that, but I think it's something <laughs> quite not straight so not so straightforward. I think the beginning point should be that a person should be uh, if they want to provide financial planning services, then it should be a licensed uh, regulated uh, activity, and therefore they need to find a principal firm and then join there. And uh, at this time, uh, the next gen advisors, the the coaching program is mainly provided by me myself uh, because I have make sure I learn about coaching and also so this is mainly from myself only then uh, some of them I actually I'm training them I'm teaching them how to do so so it's more on the advisor learning with advisor and then you can design your own coaching program if you want to oh I see so you're the uh, like you you do the coaching for your team members as well and I know you've been through uh, coaching seminars right um mm. And and you're very, um, uh, you're very passionate about um coaching as well. Uh, I I me- I remember that th- you mentioned this in our previous podcast. Um, and like, how's it going? Like, what's the relationship now between um uh, you as the coach and, and your your coaches? How are they faring? Uh, for the advisors, one some of them is. Uh, I'm very happy to share that we do see a lot of progress. Uh, some for for the beginners one, they have more, they have grown more uh comfortable when they share with client, let's say on the value of advice, the value of working together, and they are not so uh shy about explaining what we do, and then there's a fee behind for what we do. I mean, if you look at the iceberg that we talked about earlier, yeah, there's so much work that we actually do with the clients to. Help help them and these are the things that people don't see and this is why the, the value of working with a financial advisor is actually far outweighed for whatever cost we pay for that so uh, they are more more comfortable in uh, explaining our services and whatnot so it, this is quite a good uh, progress Oh, yes, yes, because um, I know that for myself as well, It, it to me, it was uh, a weird, I, I always got this weird feeling when I ask 
or divulge fees. So I used to be um, a full-time artist. Mm. <laughs> if you did, if you didn't know, Kevin, I used to do traditional artworks, um, and. One of the things that I didn't like about the like the career that I've chosen was to actually ask for the fees, mm. <laughs> and uh, I know that for some people, these uh, like this type of skill comes out naturally, but for some people, it's actually very hard to talk about money because you're actually asking money from other people. So I'm glad that um, you were also like part of your coaching is to help. Um, financial planners in order to um, make that topic more comfortable to talk about uh yes uh i think one of the reason some sometimes we are not comfortable to uh, divulge into the conversation related to fees because uh there are a lot of things that people are naturally know they have to pay a fee for for the product or services you know like when we buy food it's normal that I, I know I expect to pay for the food. But when we come to services, sometimes people are not aware uh, how to price your service, right? Mm, it's not yes. like food, you have a natural uh, way to price it, maybe by weight or look at the next store, how much they're selling for the same sandwich. So maybe it's more or less about that. But when it comes to financial services, especially in countries that are still being developed for this uh, space, a lot of the majority of the uh, the primary compensation model revolve around commission uh, compensation, so there is no fee to pay, right? Mm, so yeah, you have so... to we have to shift our mindset as well because whatever we do, we actually doing uh based on our time and it's actually a service and it's not related to product. You may not buy product if you need product, you don't have to buy through me. You can buy from you know different uh website some channel that maybe you don't have to pay, uh, you can even pay zero fee for, for instance. So I will make sure, we all make sure we share with the client, this is what you can do on your own. But there are a lot of things that if you need help, this is where we are here for you for. And for this service, this is how, uh, what is the cost. Ah, so very it's important well said. For, for, for us to help them to understand what kind of problems they are facing and what kind of help or support they need from us. And when you have the perspective around that conversation instead of uh, what is the product-related things, right, then it's very natural for the clients to understand that in order for them to engage us, to use us to provide this service and this support, there is a cost for, for, for our time. So it's very natural that they will have to come to uh, weigh their decision, whether how whether it is, uh, does the value outweigh the cost that they are going to pay us. Mm-hmm. That's that's wonderful, this, and I so <laughs> I'm a bit speechless right now because I just thought of like so many things that um advisors can um benefit from this type of conversation as well, uh, because it's I think it's one of the the important questions that some financial planners don't ask yet, uh, especially in um in in an industry that's still growing so in in Malaysia and here in the Philippines like um it it's still a growing industry it's not a norm for for people to pay for someone for financial advice um or, or to help with financial planning so i 
Mm, it's very interesting to talk about this topic in detail, but we are in um, in our time limit for the podcast, so that's <laughs> very unfortunate. But I really appreciate that you've um, started that conversation, and I hope that this conversation uh, the that this is a start um, where financial planners can also ask conversations about that. And so, yeah, thank thank you so much for um, giving us a lot to think about, Kevin, from yeah, you know welcome. creating content, yeah, and to um, starting a community for people um, to in order to help them with their money and to also help financial planners make the most out of their uh, their career by coaching them. So uh, really a lot of things to think about and to um, ideas for other financial planners to start for themselves as well. So before we uh, formally close this podcast, um, well, first I'd like to thank you so much for coming to the show again, Kevin. You're welcome, um, Gwen. Yeah, so I'm so happy that you're yeah you're always open for 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 a session. But where can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Um, as or first, where can financial planners um, reach out to you if they have um, questions or if they want to get to know you more? Uh, we can always uh, connect on LinkedIn. I guess everyone has a LinkedIn account. Sometimes people are not so comfortable in uh, approaching another person on Facebook because sometimes they want they don't want the other person to know their personal profile. So I think LinkedIn <laughs> it's a easier place for everyone to uh, just if you want to further on any conversation, just feel free to uh, PM me and then I'll respond to you whenever I see the message. Wonderful. And how about for um, for regular people, um, people who want to maybe learn more about your um, Money Warriors community or for them to, if they want to reach out to ask about your services? Uh, LinkedIn is a good uh, starting point, but I do have a Facebook account and also an Instagram account. So I guess it, it depends on uh, where are you more active on and where you, know, you feel more comfortable. Uh, for me, it's always the same because all these apps are in the same phone. So and they all have notifications. So I will not. Uh, I will still be notified anyway. So it's same for me. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So in that case, I will put all of your uh, social media and where um, you can reach Kevin. If you're listening, it, where you can reach Kevin, I'll put everything in the show notes below so that you can go ahead and get to know him more and have great conversations. So thank you so much again, Kevin, for being on the show again. I really appreciate it. You have a good one. Thank you so much. Actually, I'm the one who is supposed to be appreciative towards your invitation again. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no problem. That's I. I really love talking to you. I love the the passion that you bring to the financial planning table, especially in um, Malaysia and all the ideas that you have. So I genuinely appreciate all the posts. Like as I mentioned earlier. Um, the the post that you've provided with regards to sm small tips every yes. day has helped me like reassess like am i doing this am i not doing this so i think it's very helpful so thanks so much thank you for your feedback this has made all the effort worthwhile <laughs> Uh, you're most welcome. So continue, let's continue to have great conversations, not just here in the podcast, but um, 
yeah so i'll continue to support you in in your social media endeavors and um and yeah i'll continue to have you on the show if you let us <laughs> of course of course you're more than welcome wonderful all right bye 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 thank you